You are listening to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss our RC adventures. Welcome to the Park Flyer Podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of the new RC Flyer. Join your hosts, Michael and Jay, as they take flight at the park. Now on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the Park Fire Podcast. I'm Michael from Arizona, and with me always is my good friend, Jay from the hills of Texas. And we're missing AK Mike today. He's got some uh, prior engagements. I think he's doing some uh, theater. community work. Theater, community theater. So anyway, good for him. Uh, but we are uh, joining you. Thanks uh, for joining us on the Park Fire Podcast. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to uh, thank everybody and uh, make sure you uh, like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. And uh, as always, um, you know, check us out on iHeartRadio or whatever podcast you listen to. Um, today, we are uh, kind of discussing some uh, some important things. I, I know we come back to it on occasion, but uh, at my club, we're co- we're going through the. Um, the uh, the re-up process, so everybody's putting their membership back and it's, you know renewing their memberships for the new year coming in because it's October and uh, November December it's due, so they kind of start the uh, you know everything right here uh, and give themselves everybody a couple months to kind of get it done. But anyway, uh, we have meetings every month and uh, and and the meetings we have a, a newsletter and it's called the Slow Roll. Kind of funny. <laughs> But uh, it's it's usually got photos and it's got you know what people are doing in the club and and uh, articles and that kind of thing. Well, uh, one of our guys uh, is uh, safety, right? He's a safety uh, guy, and uh, kind of reminds me of you. Yeah. And he wrote an article this month, and I was very impressed with um, the, with the way he wrote it and and what he mentioned. So I thought today we'd talk a little bit about safety. Uh, this is our yearly or quarterly safety uh, <laughs> episode. Um, and then uh, anyway, he was he was talking about uh, everything that you need to do to go to the field. And so I thought it was very interesting. Uh, I will say that he is retired. He's a little older guy, and um, you know he's uh, super funny. We all love him to death. His son flies out there as well. And he is uh, very observant, and he's a ex firefighter. He retired from the fire service, and so he's you know he's con- that's kind of why he got the job as a safety guy because we do have incidences where you know people may uh, have a mishap with their airplane, cause a crash, and uh, I think if you remember a couple of years ago we we had a, a fairly sizable oh, fire, a little fires involved. all over the place, yes. Yeah, it wasn't little. It was one big one over a thousand acres, but uh, we were able to get kind of through that. Um, and so he, you know, he writes articles occasionally on on how to kind of you know stay safe and not burn the whole place down and and try to keep our club in in good working order. So uh, anyway, I thought I'd touch a little bit about it. Uh, and you know, you're kind of a safety guy, so maybe you can kind of throw your two cents in there. But uh, but his article started out with. Um, you know, basically that this is kind of, you know, coming into the end of the year. And as we renew our membership, uh, we need to have safety in mind. And some of the things that he does is, uh, and you and I have had, everybody, I think, but you and I especially have had this uh, happen. Uh, he was talking about pre-flighting, right? And so we, uh, we've talked a little bit about pre-flighting our airplanes and doing all this other stuff. But he took it one step further, uh, which I really appreciated. And he said, honestly, before you even leave the house, there should be a pre-flight. 
So really? he said you should pre-flight your yeah. He said you should pre-flight your your day right that you're going to the field. So in his particular instance, the way he was describing it is that you pre-flight your trailer if you have a trailer, your truck. Uh, one of the things that he mentioned in this is that you should make sure you have all your batteries, make sure you have all your planes that you're going to fly, make sure you have your radio. Radio. Right? There you go. Because there's been times where both you and I drove all the way out to the field, and then where's the radio? Oh, I thought you got it. No, yeah, I, thought I thought you grabbed you that box off, so, the, off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you grabbed it. <laughs> that had the batteries in the radio. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that had the battery and the radios in it. Uh, and so I'm guilty of it. You, you're guilty of it. I yep. know, uh, even flying with Barry, that Barry's driven all the way out from his house to fly his turbines, and the radio was sitting right there being uh, charged. And so he, he does talk about it. And and I think one of the things that I like uh, when I see Barry is that Barry brings his entire entourage of parts, tools, everything he needs in case something goes wrong because he's going to make a day of it. And therefore, when he gets there, he's got his glues, his tools, you know, whatever cords or battery adapters, any of that stuff, battery chargers, uh, generator, gas, all of the stuff that you would need to make a day right. of flying. Unless, you know, if you're even if you're just going to go for a few minutes and just maybe fly one airplane, at least I've got that airplane, I've got the right battery for that airplane, uh, and I've got my radio, and, you know, I've got everything that I would need if it requires gas, I got the right gas. You know, I didn't bring my diesel as opposed to bringing my, you know, two-stroke or whatever. Uh, and if I've got that airplane, the little Yak 55 that requires a two-cell battery, I don't show up with a whole stack full of six-cell batteries thinking, oh, I'm going to fly. <laughs> so so for me, because I kind of keep everything in the same spot, and, and now that I'm in the shop, I have everything in its kind of little place. But I thought that was a really good way to start your day is doing a pre-flight Technically, you know, it's you're getting ready, but I like the fact that he said it was kind of a pre-flight, right? So it's a pre-start to your day where if I'm loading the truck, I'm going to load all the things that I'm going to need and then make myself a little checklist that says, you know, this is what you're going to need to go out to the field. So I thought that was fantastic that uh, he said that you pre-flight from the house. So from from the house, you know, go through everything. Now you, you know, spend the time, swing in, grab yourself a coffee, get to the field. And now you're at the field. And he mentioned that there's a pre-flight at the field, which to me was kind of confusing because I'm like, oh, well, I'm at the field. Why would I pre-flight in the field? But I think it's a, a weekly occurrence that we find that when we get to the field, something's not right, right? right. So right. in our particular case, we have some solar chargers. Uh, maybe they're not working or, you know, maybe I come in and, uh, you know, the normal table that I usually sit at is not available. So I have to get to some other table and it kind of throws me out. Uh, but, you know, I'm parked where I need to park. I, I get all my airplanes out that I'm going to fly and I get all my equipment that I'm going to go fly and I make sure that it's all together. Right. And my I am guilty of this. But when I get to the field, I'm a social animal. You know, I'll bring something out of the truck, like I'll get out of the truck, I'll walk over with my radio and my battery charger, and I'll set it on the table, and then I'm out talking to people, and I know you have the same problem, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, You're yeah. like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's I going on? Oh, that's a cool days, looking you know, shaking hands, shaking hands, oh, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Squirrel! You Squirrel! Know, <laughs> <laughs> kind of off in another direction. And uh, and so you're kind of doing the social thing. You're talking to everybody, and then you come back, and and maybe there was something that you needed to get, you know. Or plug in. And, and you didn't. Or plug in, right? 
And, uh, and I've been guilty of that too, where I should have started charging batteries. I had a couple of low batteries and I thought, oh, I'll just charge them at the field. And I didn't plug them in. And then the first thing I do is, oh, I want to go fly, plug in a bad battery. Right. I was so thinking, we've seen I was that thinking the, uh, you're putting the wings on or something and then you, you know, squirrel, you start talking to your mm-hmm. buddy, you come back and then you've put the rest of the plane together, but you never plugged the wings in. You never put the, you know, you never put those servos oh, together. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? And then you get out there that and you're correct. just like, okay, yeah. let's go fly. This plane flies great. And you didn't do your pre-check. You know, it's always something else. It's never, the biggest thing with all this stuff with safety, right? It's never one major catastrophe. It's always a series of no. little things that make the big things happen of when you get lax. And, you, and, and that's you good it. because that brings us to our third, right. That brings us to the third point is the actual pre-flight of the airplane. And, you know, uh, you and I are guilty. I, you probably can't see it if you're on a YouTube channel. That right up above my head right here, there's a F-15. And that F-15 is pristine. It's brand new. It has flown twice and crashed once. <laughs> and Jay and I crashed it at the park because we plugged everything in and the ailerons were actually backwards. Backwards. And we tossed it in the air and the thing, you know, hit the ground. Now, luckily... You know, we kind of some we figured something was wrong, and you know, we kind of fixed it. Uh, then we went and flew, and I think the ESC is what burned up in that one. So unfortunately, it's it's all glued together, and to get to the ESC, I'd have to pop it all apart, and I just haven't really had a chance to do that yet. So I'm not, you know, in, in the in the process of uh, pulling the airplane apart just yet, but I I'll eventually probably I'll get to it at some point because it's a fun little flyer for the park. So yes. We are going back to pre-flighting the airplane. And pre-flighting the airplane is very important. Linkages, prop savers, um, motors, ESCs, battery connectors. Uh, like you're talking about, some airplanes, when you plug the wing in, uh, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got the right wing set in and not opposite. On my A-10, there's, you know, a plug for the left and the right, and it plugs in everything, right? So you just plug that in and... Normally, I leave them out, hanging out of the wing, so I know which one. But occasionally, I've been to the field where they both kind of went into the center part, and I reached in with the clamps and pulled one out, only to realize I pulled out the right side for the left the and left the left side, side for right. the right. So when I went to go, I was like, whoa, what's wrong with this thing? And then I realized, oh, crap, I've got the wrong one plugged in. So I had to stuff it back in and pull it out the other side. Because you really can't see that on my A-10. You can't see inside. They kind of turn the corner. And they just kind of crossed when they got sucked inside the body. Uh, landing gear, wheels. Uh, I've seen that happen where guys will get up and they'll start flying and then poof, you know, the wheel falls off because the collar wasn't tight. Right. Uh, I've seen canopies fly off. Um, I've had props fly off because the nut wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't tight on there. And, uh, and I've had servos that don't work because the, you know, something got jostled around. And I think I've told this story before when I was in college. Uh, I, I knew a guy, Jay and I you know, went to college together, if you didn't know that. But um, I knew a guy that I had worked for. I did some, uh, some side work for him. And he had a tailor craft, hand-built, scratch-built tailor craft that he and his father had literally whittled the wood. Grew the know, tree. Grew the tree, whittled the wood, you know, s- built the whole thing, covered it. It was the most beautiful tailor craft, custom-built trailer craft. It was a third scale, so it was really big. big, yeah. And I would always bust his chops, you know, come on, come on, let's see that fly. I want to see a fly. I want to see a fly. And and he would always be like, ah, my dad passed, and that's the only thing I have left of him, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
Well, make a long story short, one day, you know, I kind of was riding him and he's like, you know what? You're right. We need to go out and fly that as a tribute to my father. Let's just go. And so that Saturday I was all excited. I jumped in the truck with him. We went out to the field and this was in Ruston uh, while we were in college. And uh, everybody was out there flying their big third scales and they were on a paved runway. And I mean, they were oohing and on over this thing because it was such, it, it could have, if, if RCs could win Oshkosh, which is the big airplane thing, this one would have won because it was just such a beautiful custom job and it was so, you know, detailed. And for that time, I mean, we're talking almost 30 years ago, hard to believe, but, you know, for that time, that was pretty impressive to be able to hand build something like that. Well, he took the thing off, got it all cranked up. It was a gas motor, and he put the pilot and everything back in. And when he took off, he added full throttle. The airplane went straight up in the air and just started climbing, ran out of energy, and came down and just right back into the ground. Shattered that airplane. Balsa parts went everywhere. <laughs> and I everywhere. was sick to my stomach. I was sick to my stomach because I had been ragging on this guy for you know months to go fly this thing. And, of course, it was real quiet. And it's one of those you know scenes where everybody's standing around him, and when it happens, everybody goes, Poof. You know, <laughs> now he's by himself because nobody wants to be around the guy right. that just That's crashes, right. you know. And he went out and, you know, scraped everything up, took a broom and swept up the thing. But uh, come to find out, it was the, when he stuffed the pilot back into the cockpit, it disconnected the receiver battery. Man. I mean, the, yeah, it, it disconnected it. So when he went full throttle, it actually loosened it. I shouldn't say it disconnected. It loosened it enough that when he went full throttle and the and the the motor started pulling, it actually pulled it out. So he had no control from the minute he went full throttle. There was nothing. His radio was dead, and because uh, the receiver wasn't receiving anything. And, and I think in today's world, there's some, you know, there's some sort of features, you know, in the new radios where if that happens, you know, nothing, you can, you can get it to go to a low setting or whatever if you lose um, radio contact. But in the old days of the 72 megahertz, it was all or nothing. With the so tubes. Anyway, it was, whoop. yeah, it was <laughs> devastating to us and, and watching him. It was just like, oh, but uh, so anyway, pre-flighting the airplane uh, is very, very important. Make sure you check everything on the plane that you need to check. Uh, and, and, you know, it also makes for a, a good time, right? I mean, you don't want to go out there m when I went, you know, a couple of times ago, then I threw my airplane, crashed it first time. That was the only airplane I had. So my whole day was shot, right? And you don't yeah. want to be that guy. So make sure that you pre-flight everything, get it, you know, where it's all working. And then the best part of his article was this next one. And he basically, on um, number four, he said, pre-flight your mental preparedness, which I Ooh. thought was fabulous. I, I'm one of those guys that I, I'm constantly flying. I mean, that's what I do for a living. So my mind, as far as flying goes, is always in that flying mode. Matter of fact, my wife hates it because if I'm driving and I see an airplane, I'll look up. She'll be like, watch the road, not the plane, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I mean, I know in the real world and as an instructor, both for the AMA and for real aircraft, that's one of the things that's my big pet peeve is that people that show up and they're not mentally prepared for what's about to happen. Now, I will tell you that I'm heavily weighted 
on the aircraft, the real aircraft side, the full scale stuff, because that'll kill you. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm constantly, I've actually sent a student home at one point. I had a student and he showed up not prepared mentally. He was in a hurry and he's like, come on, I got the stuff I got to do. Was that the guy who wore the flip flops and all that kind of stuff too? Was that the guy? No, that was a different guy. Okay. (laughs) Different guy. That was a totally different guy. No, this guy, (laughs) uh, he was, he had a big project at work and he had taken time off of this project to kind of go do it. Oh, so he's trying to, he's trying to, he's trying to get his, uh, he's trying to get his cert. He's rushing through it and he's still back working his other job as opposed to his mind. Correct. Yeah. His, in his mind. And and we call a lot of the accidents that happen in the real world uh, on the real aircraft side or full scale side, they, we call them owner operators. And, and it's because they're busy thinking about their business or whatever it is they're doing. They're not thinking about the focus on the flying and the flying is a skill that you have to, you know, do a hundred percent of the time. And when I go to work and I sit down in the cockpit, everything else from my brain is turned off. My phone gets turned off. All the stuff from the world gets turned off. I'm just solely focused on, you know, pushing back from the gate and getting my passengers where they need to go. Well, on the RC world, I'm already a pilot. So when I show up, this is a relaxing time. I really never go through this mental checklist. And I thought this was a good kind of wake up call for me because in my, in the last couple of podcasts, we talked about there was that, you know, crash of the, of the infinity wing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to attribute that largely to the fact that as I was walking up there and I thought somebody was going to come help throw me, help throw it, that I was like, ah, screw it. And I threw it in and it crashed. So, so for me, had I gone through a mental checklist, am I mentally prepared to throw this airplane out here? I could probably would have said, you know what? I would prefer to have someone else do this. And, and if I would have had that in my head going, okay, am I mentally prepared to fly this and throw it myself? Obviously I wasn't right. I wasn't, it was not time. It wasn't the right time for me to attempt to do both. The other thing is, is that I threw it with my right hand, which I never do. I always throw with my left hand so that my right hand controls the elevator and the ailerons. So in this particular instance, I just walked up to the line like I was just, you know, Joe Schmo and just say, hey, here we go. And, you know, Johnny on the spot, and it came back to bite me. So, so for me, I really, really liked this, this part where he pointed out that he, you've got to be mentally ready to go fly these airplanes. That we don't really, th- we think about it as a hobby. We think about it as, um, you know, one of those instances where this gets us, you know, the relaxation or whatever. But in reality, you and I both have been around where people have gotten hurt. They've mm-hmm. gone to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know, we don't know personally, I don't know personally, but I do know of instances where people have lost their lives in accidents related to RC. Uh, I know where, you know, the airplane has gone down because of some, you know, mishap. The guy wasn't really mentally ready to do it. And, you know, we burned up a thousand acres over it and almost lost the club over it. So, so there, there are, this is vitally important, uh, to our listeners and to people, uh, that they don't take it lightly. And I, for one, probably I'm going to try then this new year to make this, uh, more part of my repertoire that when I get to the field, that I turn everything else off, right? I do my social thing, but when I go up to the line to, to fly, that I'm pre-flighting my mental ability to, you know, basically make this happen. And, you know, for me, flying turbines, you have to get mentally ready because this airplane is going to be 200 miles an hour going through the air. And, you know, if you look away or if you do something, you know, tiny corrections or, you know, large corrections will cause, you know, large reactions, which usually cause detrimental damage. 
uh, small reactions. So you kind of have to get in the line. And I, I'm very guilty. I fly a lot of different airplanes from a small foamy up to a turbine jet. And, you know, from a, a, you know, a little, that 787 that's sitting back there is literally, you can fly in my garage. You know, it's, it's just a little tiny airplane, maybe uh, 12 inches wide, uh, all the way up to my, uh, you know, big turbine, which is over 12 feet long. So it, it, it is for me uh, a wake up call. And I do want to point that out and, and kind of give it to our listeners. For those of you that are listening, um, you know, that it's important to kind of be in that mental picture. And it reminds me because I, uh, Kenny Rhodes is a guy's name. I'm going to give him some props. And, and Kenny showed up uh, at the field one time and he had a bunch of airplanes. And we were like, oh man, you should go fly this. You should go fly that. You go fly that. He said, I'm not feeling it today. I'm just not feeling it. And we're all like, come on, you know, we're, we're all prodding him. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I just feel like my head's not in the game. And, and I gained a lot more respect from him. And, and, you know, obviously he's older than I am and he's kind of been around a long time. But I, And I've seen him fly great and I've seen him wreck some planes, right? So, so I know that there's both ends of the spectrum. And, and sometimes your mind's not in it. Sometimes going to the field just means you're going to hang out with the guys. And I've, I'm, I've done that before, right? Where I showed up right. and I had right. airplanes. You've done that where you had airplanes, you show up, other people are looking for help or whatever. And you spend your time dealing with them and you really right. never fly. But maybe that's good because your mind wasn't ready for it or maybe you weren't in you know, the right frame of mind. But to be a bigger man and say, yeah, I'm just not feeling it or today's just not my day. Um, you know, that's kudos to him for being able to say that. And he went home with all his airplanes intact. He didn't try to push it, go out there and wreck a very expensive airplane or start a fire or, you know, do whatever. And, and sometimes I think we, we find ourselves running out to the field cause they're like, oh man, I got to go today and I got stuff I got to do, but I can get it in a quick flight. And, and realistically, that's probably the wrong attitude to have, you know, and, and inevitably winds up something's going wrong. And then the last thing he said uh, in his article was repeat as necessary, which I thought was kind of cute. But it, it is true, right? So once we do this pre-flight at home, pre-flight at the field, pre-flight the airplane, pre-flight our mental status, now we've done it, right? Now we come back, we're feeling comfortable, yet we pull out a new plane and we just walk right up to the line. You and I are guilty Squirrel. of it. Pull out a new plane. Oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah. yep. What's wrong yep, with yep. this airplane? Yep, yep. Oh crap! You know the linkage on the elevator is not attached. Well, how did that you, go? I well, you, I thought you attached it. Oh man! Right, right. We were and, talking. And we, we were, were talking about it. it. <laughs> I know, right? We are all guilty. Of, we're all guilty of it. And and anyway, it was a really good uh, article for me to read. Um, I really enjoy reading. Uh, you know, our slow roll. It kind of you know, it's not a huge. Um, publication but it comes out you know monthly with our meetings and uh, and it does have occasionally have some really good articles and i thought kenny did a really 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 good job uh talking about safety and how we can mentally prepare uh d- doing our pre-flights is is of utmost importance to keep both the club safe uh for us safe and our aircraft safe and uh and i i, I applaud him for that i thought it was really well done and and i personally learned a lot from it as well so and, it, you know, it, the other thing, too, is it's difficult for, for A-type personalities like us, especially being in the hobby for so long, to accept, I wouldn't say criticism, but just accept direction, you know, that this was a good self, um, what is the word I'm looking for? It's just a kind of a, a self-assessment of what I do. Right. And by reading his article, just sitting here looking at it on my email, I was kind of like, you know, I do a lot of that stuff. And, 
And, uh, and I know that over the last couple of, uh, months I've run into a couple of guys that, you know, we've talked about the podcast and they're like, you've run a podcast. Oh my gosh, what is it? You know, and they're listening or whatever. They may be new listeners. They may not. Uh, but I gave them the information. And so, you know, it's good to, to have the new guys coming in. I do see that our membership for our, both the, you know, web and, and the downloads on our, our, our podcast do go up monthly. I mean, we're, we are uh, gaining audience. Uh, we're gaining, you know, popularity. And so I just want to kind of touch over that again, that I felt like this was a good, good opportunity to do it as we're coming into a better season, right? For us, it, the, the weather's getting better. Right. So same here, is, same here in Texas, is, you know, right. And so, uh, you know, now is going to be the time where we can get out at all times during the day and not just five thirty in the morning when, you know, for us, it's 120 degrees by 10 o'clock, everybody's <laughs> gone. It's like a ghost town out there. But, uh, or you fly in the evenings, you know, and then the storms, cause it's monsoon season and the storms, we had a really big wind storm the other day, but, uh, but yeah, for me, that's, uh, I was able to self-assess and, and I got a lot out of the article. So I, I, you know, I really apologize to you though, Jay, I should have sent it to you. Um, I, I was looking for it again and I'll have to go back and pull it off the website, but, uh, I'll send it to you and you can yeah, read it. You know what, Mike, I, the, I the, the biggest thing about sweet. what you're talking about, and it's kind of making me smile because you know, as you know, my military career, I did a lot of safety stuff. And, and the biggest thing that bites people in the butt is complacency, you know, for one part. And, and one of the things that military people hated was if we ever, we'd always get a safety brief, right? We've done this a thousand times, right. but we'd still get a two minute, three minute safety brief and everybody would groan, oh, I got to listen to this guy or I'm the guy who's having to give the brief. But now that I'm thinking about it, right. just you just went over those, those couple of points about things. It's not like they were earth shattering or, you know, wow, I never thought to do that. It's the thing to get your, A, to get your frame of mind into the right, that right place, right? To make you think about what you're doing, right? And not to become complacent mm-hmm. because if you're complacent, oh yeah, the con- you know, I, 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 it was working great the last time I flew. The last time I flew, it was working great. So it should work great now, right? right. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> it's just, that's just not the way things work. So, um, it's it's nice to it's nice to know that you know you get your little brief or you're going over a little checklist. It's just it's just bringing those things to the forefront of your mind about things. Because even the last couple of times flying with Jim with like the Frankenton, when we had a few of our mishaps, you know, one was not mm-hmm. checking the linkage right because oh well he said right. oh I checked it before oh okay that's good okay I'll go fly it oh it's not where oh I crisscross the, you know, put the servos in the wrong place and everything's reversed. It's just stupid things right. like that, that 30 seconds of a check, what a, you know, the double check, it wouldn't, have, it wasn't going to take any time. But like you said, if, since we're not, you know, we, we're so, we're so much into this hobby and we're so used to doing things that we, we just take it for granted. Oh yeah, of course we know what we're doing. We've been doing it for 20 years, 25 years. But yet we still have. Yeah, the, why wouldn't we, I know? But yet we still have these stories of yeah, I went and flew, went to go do blah blah blah, and it's just funny. You were just talking about the Infinity Wing, and and I was just asking you some basic questions like, oh well, why did you do that? Why did you you know you went out aside of your normal thing, asking somebody to help you with a new plane that you only right. flown twice, mm-hmm. and you still you know you're still figuring out. So why did you? you know, launch it yourself because it's still kind of tricky, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, well, nobody came to help me and I uh, was in a hurry and I, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I went outside the normal, what I normally do, what you normally do, right? So 
yeah, I think I think it's great that uh, your safety, your range safety guy, putting out newsletters, just telling people to do those simple checklists. And I and I I, I say to our users, you should probably make a couple of checklists to keep your butt out of trouble and uh, form some good habits. Right. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to take up any more time, and you're going to have a lot more planes that survive, and equipment that's not getting broken over something stupid. So, yeah, it's definitely worth. Well, it. and I, you know, the I reading a couple of the ones that you know when I first read it, I was kind of like, eh, why would you do that, right? Why would you pre-flight at the at the house and then pre-flight at the field? And uh, as I was thinking about it, the once again, if I point back to the Yak Fifty Five. I, I, you know, you can see the table behind me. I usually put the airplane all together, get it all fixed up, test everything. Okay, it's ready to go when I get to the field, right? And so in a particular case, the Yak-55, I threw it in the truck and I had pre-flighted it. The airplane flew great here. Uh, I put it all together, got all the way to the field. Just because it was bouncing around in the back seat, the prop saver bust band busted. Right. So when I got to the field... I walked out. I, w I wasn't even paying attention, but I just picked it up, walked to the field, did everything. And then when I looked down, I'm like, where's the prop? Well, it was still in the car. Right. Right. Or in the truck. And so when I went back, the band was broke. Well, guess what? I didn't bring to the field. Right. The More bands. Or, or, so, uh, so my whole day was shot. Yeah. But, right. But the point is, is that just because I pre flighted it at the house doesn't mean that the rattling around in the car didn't bust something yep. loose or, yep. you know, I hit a really big bump and it, you know, it, dropped a you know keeper off or something happened right because it does get tossed around and we know that that happens in the air too i've done you know triple you know lindy flips and whatever you know <laughs> and and crash an airplane because the es the esc let loose and one of the wires came out so i do know that that happens and and even though as good as we are we can have it test flown or we so, can have it put so you just here. remind me of uh, 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 some, another field. little little story so when ak mike was down here you know last month and we were down here flying and stuff. Uh, I brought a plane in and uh, I think my wing and I broke the prop. And so once again, we were talking, doing mm. whatever. I grabbed another spare prop. I threw it on there. I got busy doing some other stuff. Um, Mike was helping uh, Jim or they were, they were doing something and I was kind of, you know, finishing putting on the prop, not paying attention, kind of watching what they were doing. Went out to, you know, grab my stuff, grab my, my wing, Went and chucked it, and the minute you know I I went up to three quarters power to and threw it, I went, oh that ain't right. But it, everything was leaving my hands after I chucked it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's chucked, right. bam, you know, and I and I you know luckily brought it down and 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 didn't crash it too bad. And I go, that didn't sound right. And you know, and so those two guys turned around like they were like, what what was that? And I go, I go, yeah, I already know what I did. And they were like, what are you talking about? What? Why did you? You know what? You bad throw, and I go no. I put the prop uh -huh. on backwards. That's why it didn't there sound right. Go. It was you know I wasn't paying attention. Right. Put right. put the prop on right. backwards, and luck luckily right. once again it wasn't uh, <laughs> you know it, it was a durable plane, so I didn't have too much of a problem. Sure. Well, yeah. So that, that could have been devastating if it was any other ones, but uh, I've done that where I put uh, I had a counter rotating prop, mm -hmm. and I put it on same problem. Thing had no power, wouldn't get up, and I'm thinking, what the heck is wrong, wrong with this thing? thing well, it's right. because I ordered, I ordered a pair of them, right? And the pair came with one counter. One, it was for a quad, so they sell them in one going one way and one going the other way. 
and I, I just grabbed the other one when that prop broke, and I didn't even think about it until somebody pointed out and said, you know, the prop's turned the other direction. So. Well, it sounds uh, like somebody wants some attention, but uh, our, our time is up uh, for this week. Join us on our next episode. Uh, we've got a little story about Jim. I think he uh, was diving into fixing motors. Uh, so we're going to yep. talk a little bit about that on our next episode. But um, thanks for joining us this week on the Park Fire Podcast. As always, hit that like and subscribe. We appreciate your uh, jumping on the YouTube channel and getting us up and, and running. And, uh, you know, mark us on your uh, favorite podcast uh, feature. And uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. From Arizona, I'm Michael. From the hills of Texas, I'm Jay. We'll see you in two weeks. You have been listening to the Park Fire Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to your next visit. Please give our show a star rating and review. And feel free to email us your questions, topics, or suggestions to parkfirepodcast at gmail.com.